0: Hello there and welcome to to the Two Dads Can Do It podcast. I'm Wes and I'm Jack. If you're joining us off the back of the introduction episode, welcome and thanks for joining us again. And if this
1: is the first time you've discovered our little podcast where we break down the adoption journey, then thank you very much indeed. We hope you enjoy yourselves. So, with this little episode, we are talking about the very important subject of finding an agency. Ooh. I want to go into proper sort of X-Factor styles.
0: Finding an agency.
1: God, that was a very good Peter Dixon right there. Thank you. Well done, Wes. Well done indeed. Um, because Thanks. I think we have to stress the importance that it is Actually, apart from being matched with your child or children, finding an agency is probably the second most important choice you have to make in the adoption journey. The agency is the one who will be assigning your social worker and that social worker is the one who you're going to be working with for could be a period of months could be a period of years in our case we've been with our social worker nearly two years now it's been a very long journey and we are near the end of the t- light is near the end of the tunnel I can say ladies and we're, gentlemen we're almost at the very end we we're are almost very, there yeah finally yes almost there but we have been with our social worker and our agency for nearly two years it is a partnership it is a very important relationship you're going to have These are the people that you are going to be providing your most deepest, most personal facets of your life to. Good, the good and the bad. Very much so, indeed. So, to pick the right agency and finding the right social worker is crucial. It is so, so important. In very broad brushstrokes, we could spend hours going through all the nuances and complexities of agency finding, but we're just going to cover the two main options available to you. There is local authority and there is, Wes? Voluntary agencies. Thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, We're going to start by sort of splitting, describing each one in turn. We will discuss our thought process when we were finding our agency ourselves and we will go through the sort of peaks and troughs of both and... uh, what our final decision was. So we will start off with, and I must point out at this precise moment, I have discovered on my beautiful, shiny new mixing desk that there are these row of buttons, which if I press can do different sound effects. So if you'd indulge me. I'm indulging. We are going to be looking at... Local Authority Agencies First. I am determined on a series of podcasts to find the most inappropriate sound effects to shoehorn into each episode where I can. You're happy, aren't you? I'm extraordinary. Okay, once more for luck. Magical.
0: Indeed. It's like a a fairy tale, isn't it? It is. is, It's like a dream. (laughs) A dream. That could be a nightmare, really. So, the first one, local authority agencies. You're thinking... What is a local authority agency? Well,
1: well what is a local authority agency, well, Wes? I don't
0: know. Let's find out. Let's. Uh, so a local authority agency is an agency, same as a voluntary agency. They recruit prospective adopters in the hope to find suitable adopters for children that have been placed in care via the same local authority in essence, that is it. In, effect, in a that, very much that, in a nutshell. That is the main essence of why they recruit adopters, because most children are taken care of by local authorities. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, if they recruit adopters themselves, then it keeps everything neat. It keeps everything not too local, because it obviously all depends on where you live. But, Absolutely. But things can be kept within the refines of regionals, yeah. so to speak. Then I think that helps quite yeah. a lot. i will say also going, going with the local authority, i will say the biggest difference is... All children that placed in care are placed in care via the local authority. Yes. So the likelihood is is that the, the, obviously social services is massive. You have the adoption team. Yes. And you have the child in, the children in care teams. Absolutely. So linked together, all via the same local authority. Yeah. You have a you, you have a better chance of knowing a case of a child through the same local authority. Yeah. Than if you was to go through to another part of the country, that the link isn't there in the same way. No, indeed. Yeah. And, I the, think- and, the, and the history and the profile of the child isn't there in the same way. Yes. I think there's a, almost
1: it's a sense, not in every instance, but there is a kind of like almost like a first come first serve in the fact that children within local authority, their social worker will know the system within their own local authority. They will be able to interact with social workers who work with the adoption team. Um, and it's a much easier chains of communication. They have the same working patterns. They have the same sort of, information to hand it's a much more simpler process with national you're dealing with different teams who may have completely different ways of working so and obviously you've got the geographic sense of it obviously nowadays you can access things via video calls and sort of online but you don't have the immediacy of children basically on your doorstep so to speak
0: with that the one thing to remember a lot of local authorities do partner up with voluntary agencies yes they do link to try and work together yes but the one thing to remember with that is probably most local authorities will work the same in the fact that they will always prioritize their own approved adopters to try and link children before approaching adopters approved adopters national agencies or voluntary agencies, I beg your pardon. So I think that's one of the biggest factors there. And also, to qu- remember, yes, very
1: much so. And also, quite often now, individual local authorities, you're finding more and more often they are teaming up with other local authorities, I- you know, next door to each other yeah. to create larger sort of regional agencies.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I think that is government guidelines and processes uh, by the government that have been put in place. So, yeah, so exactly it. So, you have love- sort of a bigger pool of local yeah. authority children and. They sort of share resources, so it's yes. actually quite a nice way of doing so it. So they're they, yeah. are, they are pretty much merging in effect yes. so to become more like powerhouses, really. Yeah. Uh, to work together, and I think that will simplify the process across regions more. Yes, absolutely. Think, yeah. And hopefully streamline the process and make it less siloed.
1: Yeah, definitely. One thing to consider, though, with local authority is, alas, that you are at the mercy of there being a shortage of children being placed within that agency when you are approved to adopt. On the flip side, you can see this as a positive because a shortage suggests there are less children in the care system. We will talk a little bit later on about the range of acceptance you are willing to go in with being matched with your children, But no matter how broad your range is, quite simply, if there are no children, then you will have to wait. With local authority, if you are not matched with a child after a period of three months, you will have the opportunity to search for children via databases like Linkmaker or Adoption Register Wales and Scotland's Adoption Register, for those of you who live there. But you may feel that's three months wasted, especially since most voluntary agencies from the get-go try and link children from a variety of different avenues. Which just so happens to segue nicely into talking about... Voluntary Agency
0: in terms of voluntary agencies, you can register and do the process with a voluntary agency. Yep. In the same way, and you are approved to adopt in the same way as a local authority. Uh, with one difference being voluntary agencies do not have children in care via themselves
1: under their own jurisdiction. Yeah, yep. That is the biggest difference. Really. In the very broad strokes, yes. Yes. yes.
0: Um, so the the actual process is the actual process is the same in terms of being approved to adopt. But then when you're approved to, to adopt, the linking and matching with a child can be very different, and yes. will be very different.
1: Yes. With voluntary agency you are less tethered to find a potential match though many voluntary agencies do team up with local authorities to try and link you with a child you'll find that more often than not Voluntary agencies are partnered up with more than one, so the pool of children looking for their forever home may very well be larger. This can be especially useful if you're looking for children from a black, Asian or minor ethnicity background. One local authority may be highly homogenous, but another may be more diverse, and thus the children placed for adoption may very well be more diverse because of this. Moreover, being less constrained by having to work within a certain area means voluntary agencies are more used to working with different agencies and are more adaptable to working with different systems and ways of operating compared to, say, potentially someone from a local agency. And it's also important to understand that there are some children, and this is a positive thing, are placed so quickly. They may mm-hmm. be in care for a very short period of time. They will have a match at a local level. of bam boom Before you know it, they're placed ...in their forever home... ...so it's something to consider... ...that there are children... ...and not always the case but it has to be said often or not children that are placed very quickly are children that are the most desired by the most the largest proportion of adopters yeah yeah and it sounds like a cliche and you've and obviously if you're coming into the adoption journey there are many of you who say no we will take any child and you know of any age or all things considered but when it comes to it hand on heart most adopters do want to ha- be placed with a child younger rather than older babies being a particular premium and certainly when we went and we are talking a couple of years back now but at when we went through the journey the most popular were baby girls baby girls were mm-hmm. the most desired by the biggest proportion of adopters And invariably, they get matched very quickly. And invariably, a lot of parents had to wait a very long time to be placed with babies. So you do find certain children do not make it to the national database. A good example of this was with the government-run Adoption Register, which was operational between 2004 and 2019. This is where children who were not matched with adopters within three months within their own local authority were referred to in the obvious hopes that they would be seen by a broader range of parents and thus be linked quicker. I think there was was over 25,000 children referred to during its 15 year history, but of that 25,000, there was over 80% of these children were classified as harder to place. One such category of a child that is harder to place is a child that is aged five or over. And to me, suggests that a higher proportion of younger children were matched and placed at local authority level before their three months had lapsed. something we'll discuss Mm. a little bit later on. Yes, absolutely. I think it's at this point we should say what our thought processes were when selecting our agency. Now, I think it's worth bearing in mind that at the beginning of our adoption journey, This was at a time when the adoption register was still operational, and where voluntary agencies were utilising it a lot more than local agencies, and you were more encouraged to search for children nationally. Nowadays, voluntary agencies teaming up with a lot more local agencies, especially since the register has closed, has meant that it's more localised. But at that time, definitely in our minds, voluntary equaled national agencies and we felt it would present us with a broader range of children from the get-go
0: yeah in the beginning that was certainly my thought process thinking okay i'm going through this process i'm gonna get to the end of it i then want to see all the children yes i'm there i want to see i want to have everything at my disposal why go for a single
1: dish when you can have a whole banquet there's going to be a lot of food analogies in this podcast i have to say
0: stick with it go with it it'll get there it'll it'll make sense in the end
1: and also (laughs) for me probably a tad dramatic but I felt as dramatic me little old me dramatic surely not but I thought personally for me (laughs) my concern was with local authority that I'd end up with a situation where I'd have a local child and then one day I'll be walking down the high street when suddenly their birth parents would see us and recognize their child and suddenly they'll run across the street and grab our child and it would be this horrible hysterical nightmare and or it'd be like that drama thing was reese Witherspoon, where they'll just turn up at your kid's first birthday party and then your random friend will start taking photographs of distinguishing birthmarks. i had these thoughts all in my head and honestly i just was terrified i thought we need to get children who are completely opposite ends of the country yeah no it is it's a very interesting thought process so we had an inkling towards the sort of agency we
0: wanted where did we go from there? Where's so in terms of finding an agency, you think, okay, what are the agencies close to me in my area, whether they're voluntary or local authority? There's a great website which was set up by the government several years ago now called First for Adoption. You may well have seen it already. but If not, just stick it in Google. First for Adoption. It's, it's a great information tool there with lots of information about the process in itself. But also there is an agency finder. All you have to do is stick in your postcode and then it will bring up a list of all the national and sorry, voluntary and local authority agencies. Closest to you, and, and it will tell you how far away from your address they are as well. But also, on first thought adoption, one thing with each, next to each agency is their most recent Ofsted report. Ofsted, you most, you most think of schools basically because Ofsted inspects inspect schools regularly and to look at a certain look at their service basically and what they provide, and they get a rating on the back of it, um, they also inspect adoption agencies as well. So uh, you can also then take a look at the of their most recent offset reports. Uh, one thing to bear in mind, though, is that be careful of the year when their most recent offset report was done, yeah. because because if it is one say from about three years ago and it says requires improvement in three years, most likelihood is a lot of improvement has been done in that agency. Yeah, and there's every chance that if they was be inspected again at that point they could be coming through as outstanding. So it's something to bear in mind. It's something to read about. But it's uh, not for gospel. Sure. It's yeah, it's not gospel as they bear in mind when that report was done. And then, then also get a feeling for it from an information evening. Tend to a local information evening event yeah. at the agency and get a feel for yourself. Ask questions and then read more on the agency and what they offer as well. And then you'll see where they're at. Very much. And that's what we did. Yes, exactly. So, yes. So going going back to what we were saying. Yes, in our mind, we was talking about voluntary agencies. Yeah. So there we were looking online on first, first adoption. Yeah. We picked out a couple of voluntary agencies, yep. um, built on some information evenings and we went along. As we mentioned earlier that our thought process was okay we're going through the we're going through the whole process so we want to, we want to have access to every child possible so we'll go with a voluntary agency. But then I would say after doing a bit more research yes we made contact with a, a voluntary agency first went to an information evening and whatnot but then then we thought you know what why don't we also go to a local authority information evening as well because we thought we've got Absolutely nothing to lose. Absolutely not. Um, Even even though they weren't 100% on our radar, we we wasn't 100% thinking, okay, no, we'll go local authority instead. But we wanted, we had nothing to lose and we thought, you know what, let's do it because we can then weigh up our options, whether we want to go with local authority or whether we want to go with the voluntary agency we've already spoken to yes. or maybe another one that we'd also, that we'd also because in we inquired with,
1: with well. quite we f- we inquired with quite a few voluntary yes. agencies yeah. had
0: not yeah and i think at that stage one of the biggest lessons that we learned which we'd share with everyone is that please do go to at least two or three or if you can more information evenings with different yeah. agencies absolutely with, of of voluntary and local authority definitely because like we said earlier our mind bro- um, I'll say it for the fourth fifth time now mm. Our mindset at the beginning was, of course, nope, voluntary to agency all the way because we want access to all the children. But then it kind of really made us think, didn't it? Yes. Um, And in the end, we did go local authority, didn't we? We did. We did indeed. I completely reiterate what
1: you say, Wes. Information evenings are key. They are so interesting. They are so useful. It's not something websites... Do give you a very good overview, but to really make an informed decision without a doubt, no matter how inconvenient the time might be, or whether you might be in the mood, Always do go to an information evening. It is so important. And all the information evenings were all very different. They were conducted yep. in different ways. And it really gets, gives you a feel for that particular agency. There were certain agencies that we dismissed outright because they were very much, it was quite business-like. And mm-hmm. it was quite brusque. And being the sort of sensitive, highly strung creatures that we are, we wanted warmth. Speak and, for yourself. Well, I, you know, I'm you know. Sensitive, a sensitive poetic soul i wanted a bit of I wanted a bit of warmth and a bit of love but with these information evenings it should have you know information is key obviously key yeah. and title and you know there are people who really like that kind of straight up facts no nonsense no pussyfooting around this is what we do this is how we operate take it or leave it and many people will respond to that us, we wanted a softer approach. And I think it taught us early on that social workers aren't infallible, that they may have thought processes that don't compute with you or us. I certainly won't forget one information evening we went to where one of the social workers told us that, in her own opinion, transracial adoption, where a child is placed with a parent or parents of different ethnicity to their own, in her opinion, did not work. Now, I'm sure that's based on her own experiences, but It felt very controversial to us, certainly, especially sort of reading up that children of BAME backgrounds are much harder to place. I'd have thought that they would be far more open to mixed ethnicity adoptions in the hope of placing children in a safe, secure, loving environment, regardless of racial background. It just felt quite controversial and I found it very difficult to compute for me, certainly.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel completely inclusive. No. It didn't feel completely inclusive, and also it felt like, from different directions, they were willing to throw barriers in the way.
1: Yeah, so the sort of children that they could offer, or the sort of children available, which is which is probably an accurate representation, but it wasn't exactly, and maybe they did that to not to waste our time or have a preconception or have this misguided view of the sort of children available, but it just didn't feel huggy. I think that's that, that sort of warm glow of feeling.
0: Um, And and, and we didn't get the positive, the complete positive vibe across. No. Either. And I think it's important to remember and to reiterate, these are all our own opinions. Absolutely. Our own experiences. Not, we're not saying, and obviously we're not mentioning names on purpose, but also, there are people who went, who've been with this agency, yeah. who've had excellent successes. Exactly, that exactly. it's but, not, but it is our own experiences, and their experiences we want to share to help you along the way because these are things you may have to consider yourself. I think, uh, yeah, and also, but also on the flip side,
1: if you've had, you've heard about this a, a particular agency, and you've heard great things, and you go to that agency. Don't be worried or concerned if it doesn't feel good. I know we keep reiterating the point, but don't be swayed necessarily by popular opinion. What's good for one adopter may not necessarily be good for the other. Yeah, and I think that's very important to consider. Don't necessarily Mm. feel obliged. Feel like oh my goodness, I need to go with these adopt these agency, or I actually I, I don't feel right, but everyone else seems to really be on you know on board with these people so we should go along with that absolutely What's the sort of thing we expect we got from the information evenings what was the sort of things that occurred during the information evenings
0: from the ones we went to one particular one just spoke to us about the process in general yes another one Did obviously, obviously, did the same, but also had a dad there who'd adopted himself, him and his partner had adopted through the same agency. So he could share his experience with us, which is actually really interesting. And I think at that initial stage, I think it's so handy to get someone's opinion early on. Absolutely. Not not, not opinion, but experience early on and to share that because I think, yes, the social workers at the agency can tell you XYZ, blah, blah, blah. But I think at that stage, hearing it firsthand from someone who's been through it themselves with the same agency is so important to help you make a decision overall. Very much so. So, so that is one thing. I, I think I think we both picked up on that, didn't we? Yes. Early on, but also it's also getting a feel from the staff themselves. Yes. How do they come across? What do you get from them when you're listening to them? How do they come across to you? Are they do they come across cold? Are they do they come across warm? smiley what sort of aura do they go give, give off well like that aura an aura
1: you mean like
0: like that that kind of aura that yeah. kind of aura got gotcha. oh you've been absolutely desperate to press that again haven't you oh my god any
1: opportunity yeah
0: <laughs> but do they give off a good vibe a positive vibe yes when you get approved yes this is possible or, or do you get a negative feel from them
1: that there's a lot of barriers yes yeah, barriers
0: or there might be a lot of obstacles try and weigh that up in your mind what sort of vibe are you getting from the staff do you get warmth positive or do you get sort of cold spotly negative yeah. barriers in the way do you have to weigh it up as we say we went to about three different information evenings in the end
1: and made uh, inquiries with many more as yes, well yes so
0: several others as well but it was so useful because yeah. I think because looking, looking back at it because I think we wanted to get the process up and running. Yeah. And also maybe sort of scared that if we didn't, it might not happen. Yeah. That I think we could have maybe easily gone with the wrong one.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because we,
0: we were just eager to get going.
1: It's very but- interesting because we did, we made inquiries with one agency that we really like. We spoke to a lovely lady, but unfortunately we found out we were just outside their catchment area, which is very, very annoying um, because although we ourselves, as a crow flies on a train, we are just over half an hour away from London. We are outside the M25 and there are certain agencies that do have particular catchments and unfortunately, sometimes you do fall outside of it because obviously social workers do need to travel easily between their offices and your home. So if it is within this, if it is beyond a certain distance of time and travel, they may not be able to take on you as prospective adopters. Yes,
0: i say that is a good point. And I'll say when you look at voluntary agencies, I think that's definitely one thing to consider. Will they definitely cover where you live? And depending on where they're based, will they be willing to travel? You know, that's definitely one thing to consider. If you're going with a voluntary agency, do check that they will cover where you live because as you rightly say there if the commuting time is longer than what they were willing to travel then unfortunately whether you like them or not they'll be if it's anything like our experience they'll be pretty unlikely to be able to take you on through the adoption process
1: I think that segues nicely to talk about other things to talk about at information evening yeah, aside from travel and distance yeah,
0: we have very much questions to ask I
1: think one thing to keep in mind, although you may be very early on in your adoption journey, do have in your head the child that you are hoping to adopt. You should be, you may be thinking of age ranges. You may be considering whether or not you'd be willing to take on whether that child may have any certain difficulties. You may be looking at how you'd feel about having a child of a different racial background to yourself. These are all questions that you should be thinking when you go to information evening. And it is quite important to try and glean from the information evening the sort of children are placed within that agency. There was one agency that we went to that were upfront and honest and said majority of our children are aged three and above. For us, that wasn't an issue really. We had a fairly wide range of acceptance. We were at that point thinking of Perhaps we'd ideally have a toddler, but we would be willing to go to three, to four and, you know, slightly older if there was a perfect child. So for us, that wasn't an issue. But there are many adoptive pair, prospective adoptive parents I know would want a child younger than three. Mm -hmm. So that's something very much to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. All agencies should be upfront and honest with you of the children that they place they can't give necessarily specifics but they will be able to tell you upfront the children that do get placed and I think it's also very important to be honest with social workers from the very beginning if you're chatting to them there's no point if your heart's set on a baby if they're telling you oh yes the main children that we're placing are four years old saying that's great because although it can change from you know Month to month, year to year, depending on what children come into the system, more often than not, if there's a certain age range a child is being placed, it's very likely that will remain the same. Would you agree, Wes? Absolutely, 100%. One question that we found was always being asked at information evenings, and it's one that social workers can never answer, is how long will it be after we get approved to be adopters? Do we get matched with a child? The answer is always some sort of variance of how long is a piece of string. That's so true. There is no, basically the general rule of thumb is, as we mentioned earlier, the highest proportionate of adopters want babies. So invariably you will have to wait longer for babies. As a child gets older, less likely they are to be placed, making them. If you want, if you don't mind being matched with a child of a certain age, so out. That was all right, wasn't
0: it? Now, what I was going to, what I would say is, is that when you when you've got an idea in your mind, it's absolutely fine. If yeah. that's if though no, that's what I want, I'm going to go through the process and I'm going to wait until. We get a child we want in terms of age and gender, yeah. etc. But if you're willing to be fluid with your age choices and whether you want to go boy or girl, yeah. then the more I think the more flexible you can be, I think the better. Because I think one, it will help your selection process yes. when it comes after you've been approved, but also. It's also great for the agencies as well, because I think many agencies will have more boys and also older sibling groups as well. And I think it's definitely ages three, four and over Yes, are the hardest to place. Absolutely. And once the sibling's involved as well, definitely um, it becomes even harder.
1: Throughout the two years that we were on our adoption journey, from speaking to s- many people who are going through the adoption journey themselves, it's very interesting to note that the ones that got matched with children quickest... Were those that ended up with older children and with siblings
0: that is very true, yes, there was one lovely couple who were on our on our stage one training, yeah. Yeah, uh, they were on our stage one training. Bear in mind, they had started stage one before. I think everyone on that, course, just were at the back end of their stage one. Yeah. And we just started our stage one. Yeah. So they were probably good six weeks maybe ahead of us. Yeah. In that regard. But I think it was in April, wasn't it? Yeah. It was in April we went on stage one training, which this couple was on as well. April
1: 2019,
0: yeah. Yeah. And they were going for... Older, they would look, actually they were looking for older siblings, weren't they? They were indeed. So that was in April when they were on their stage one, and then I think they were matched and approved, and and they had their siblings home with them in the August.
1: Yeah, uh, their actual, their they were actually sped through because mm. of the rarity of finding adopters who wanted an older sibling yep. group. Yeah, there's like gold dust. Immediately said, we've got. So many children, yeah, that yeah. we could place with you, so yeah, that, that made it very easy for them. Yeah, that
0: their stage two and everything was, as you say, sped up and yes, and completed quite quickly. And yet, and I say, four months later, children were home with them. Yes, and so there's. I'm not I'm not saying that's guaranteed, and that will have no. more cases, but it, I think it's very interesting to, that we point that out absolutely and and, that. There are many different examples uh, as as a whole, but uh, but also I think it's useful that if people were to be deterred in their options, maybe, Mm -hmm. that those sort of examples are shown because I think it's shown what can be done. Absolutely. Very much
1: so, indeed. And I think it should be pointed out as well that on the flip side, there are people on our training course who are still waiting to be matched. I -hmm. think the general rule of thumb is the wider range of acceptance, the better and faster your chances of being matched with a child are. Yeah, Not to say there's anything wrong with having a very specific idea of the child you want in your head, but do keep in mind that you may have to wait longer. That's it, that's it. And as a side note, someone told me even hair colour can be a decider in terms of placement. Horrible generalisation, but it is true. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed children are more likely to be placed quicker than ginger children, which I think is absolutely Tragic. It's a a sad thought. It's so sad. It is, isn't it? We, all of us who want to be parents and would be desperate for a child, we'd be so fussed about hair colour. And I would love a ginger child. I have my own little Ronald Weasley.
0: Bless. 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 So I think that's kind of us going through the main crux of finding an agency but we just like to finish off with just thought process on where we ended up in terms of choosing an agency in the end with all these different factors that we've spoken about so for us going back to the very beginning yes we had the ideology of going with a voluntary agency because we wanted exposure to the whole country in terms of available children but in the end we did end up going with a local authority for us what it was is that i don't know what it was we had that feeling. We both sat there at the information evening. We didn't speak to each other at all until after the fact, when we was actually on our way back home, when I said to you, didn't I? I said, what, you first. And you said, yeah, they're the ones. We yeah, want it to go, just
1: want. felt right. Yeah. It was just that gut instinct. Yeah. yeah, It was, you know, regardless of my reservations about local authority versus voluntary, it just felt these were people on my wavelength. It was warm. It was Positive. It felt like they talked to us as if that we were going to be parents, not if, which I think is really important. And they were they were just so warm. Yeah, I think that was just the 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 overall. Yeah, I think that was just sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. And one thing. and, And actually, one thing. And this is something actually I should have mentioned earlier. They were the only agency that talked about post-adoption support, which I think is actually something that is never really thought about or considered because you're so determined. All you'll think about is the end goal of being matched with a child or children. You don't actually think about what is going to be life afterwards and what an agency can do because agencies do not end their association upon point of being placed with a child. They are able to offer courses that will mm-hmm. help in terms of emotional development, in terms of schools, in terms of dealing with particular issues with a child. There's also things like social gatherings um, with other children and other families, so lots of linking. So you get to build networks of um, friends. It's a really, post-adoption support is a really important facet of something to consider it it
0: kind of in a way becomes a bit of a community doesn't it very much so very much so
1: and the agency our local agency was really big up on that and that was something I hadn't thought of and it's something definitely to anyone who would be going through the process I would definitely ask every agency that you go to an information evening what sort of post-adoption support do they provide
0: yeah 100 percent, 100 but that was it it was just i reiterate how you said it it was that gut feeling and then i, I said after yeah, they're the one they're the one and as you said jacko um, it just felt absolutely right for us And we then made the call the next day, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We
1: didn't waste time. We didn't let the grass go under our feet. No, No,
0: we made the call the next day. And we got the ball rolling from there. And we haven't regretted it since, have we? No. No, but... It doesn't mean that if we were to do it again, that we wouldn't go with a voluntary agency. No, absolutely. Or or that we would go with the same local authority. I think the decision we made... I think the decision we made... Was was purely...
1: Based on gut and emotional. At at
0: the time. It's it's not to say we favour voluntary agencies or... Or I beg your pardon, we favour local authority agencies over more than voluntary agencies. That's not the case at all. We know
1: so many people Um, who have gone with voluntary agencies and have had amazing experiences. It is very much horses for courses. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's source for the goose may not necessarily be source for the gander. I'd like to have a
0: food analogy, Wes. What can I say? I like that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, but no, but it was just at that specific moment, that is what worked for us. And again, the saying that, which actually, it's a feeling, and actually that's one one thing we'll say actually, through the whole thing from finding an agency, even when you're for much further down the line, when you're approved and you're linked with a child and you're trying to work out whether you like to proceed with the match, et etc. Et it's that gut. What is your gut telling you? Very much so. Um, because I think your gut feeling is the most accurate way of making a decision Very overall. much so. Definitely, because, because overall the whole process and adoption as a whole is, there's a lot of unknowns in terms of the agency, what the process would be like as you go through it. But even when you're matched with a child, you kind of don't know what the situation may be around that child, around that fam birth family or what have you, it may be because there may be nothing but the children come from so many different backgrounds uh, depending on the age of the child, the younger they are, the more unknowns they might be as they get older because Very they can't so. tell. So that all comes back to the guts and through the whole process, it
1: just has to feel right for you. Yes, it's uh, uh, something you're going to hear a lot of on this podcast, yes. definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So after we had decided to take the plunge with the agency, we made a phone call. We got assigned a social worker and he came round for his first home visit and that i think is where we will pause for now i kind of want to put a duff duff in there yeah oh my goodness do i have a, do i have a duff duff let me just have a see mm, okay mm, no. that didn't quite work did it no I, I will i will find a suitable duff how duff. about how about a trusted one okay Dreamy. Yes. So in our next episode, we will be talking about our first initial meeting with our first social worker, because spoiler alert, we did end up having two social workers, but we'll explain all about that in due course. Um, We also will talk about, despite my original misgivings about why we even went on the adoption process in the first place. uh, We did indeed have to do some volunteering, which yes, which I dreaded. However, I became an utter convert. I would say the volunteering was probably the most rewarding
0: part of the whole journey. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I I think, and actually, uh, and actually, as we're talking about the whole process in parts, as we're talking through the whole adoption process, there were several parts of the whole adoption process as a whole. Yeah. Where I think we were probably two of the biggest cynics. Very much so. But we were proven wrong completely. And you'll yes. find
1: out how we turned around. You will, indeed. So, yes. I think that covers
0: everything this week, Wes. Yes. All I will say is, before we sign off, is that if you'd like to follow us more, uh, we're on Instagram at 2 dads can do It. It's the numeric 2 at 2 dads can do It. We are hopefully going to pick up the pace with our journey, with our, our little man who has been with us, what? as we record this 11 weeks
1: I know I can't believe it's been 11
0: weeks that's that is absolutely insane it's um,
1: gone it feels like the longest time it does and it has gone
0: like a flash as well yeah it's, it's absolutely amazing so we're on there we're trying we, we need to pick up the pace more but we will be documenting our journey with the little with the little man as we go along and and also putting up a few videos and whatnot. But also on there, you can also get in touch with us via email. We'd love to get your thoughts on the podcast, things you'd like us to include on the podcast, just any questions we've got, but also just general feedback overall as well. Yes, positive. That, but any questions you have that um, we can ask,
1: that you want to ask, do feel free. We'll do our best to answer. Yeah. But until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Toodle-pip. Need to be